Echoplex Media streams seven days a week on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. With a variety of hosts and topics, there's bound to be something you'll like or hate so much you can't stop watching it. All times are Pacific. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Fuck off, jerk off! Read into the lyrics, so let the fuck you still quit! 
right, welcome podcast listeners. Thanks for hanging out. Live listeners and live viewers, this is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find ways to support this project at echoplexmedia.com slash support. And if you missed it, make sure you check the podcast feed. It'll be the uh, entry for The Plex before this one. I had an interview with Dr. Ivermectin. That was the upfront hour of the live show this week. Uh, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and uh, this is what the people want. Police officers, they've gone insane. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch if you don't stop throwing your rocks. Snap, crackle, pop is the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong like your local police. Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone. They've been keeping the peace. Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls. Got a cure for your social disease. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Follow the law, don't hate the cops.
that was about the most terrifying way to open up the podcast for people on the audio only. You might want to check out the video. It was just Donald Trump at like some ice cream shop and everybody was like so happy to see him. Totally not a staged or pre-planned event. Obviously, he was just like, let's get some ice cream. Let's get some ice cream. Terrifying, terrifying. And that music was just a bit over the top. So our next clip is uh, for some somehow, some way, Chuck Todd from uh, Meet the Press has a. Uh, found a way to ask difficult questions to somebody. In this case, the questions are being asked of a uh, gymnasium Jordan. You Maybe keep talking about a raid, but you keep talking about this raid uh, on, on Donald Trump. The amount of time, there was nine months between the initial action that the archives made for request of documents before they even turned it over to the Justice Department. The subpoena was issued 60 days before they actually uh, executed the subpoena. And more importantly, the only time the public found out about it is because Donald Trump told the public about it. This was not some sort of the you painted as a picture of the FBI did this, this and this within hours of each other when it was actually a year and a half of Donald Trump so not complying with any of the requests from National Archives. A year and a half. This is not some sort of uh, proof that <laughs> somehow that they've Trump, weaponized and Trump, playing politics over here. They raided. They raided Trump's home. They haven't raided Biden's home. Because they, Biden didn't defy a subpoena, Congressman. He defied a subpoena. By the way, he had 60 days to comply with Trump's, the subpoena before they actually executed President the Trump warrant. had documents locked in a room with Secret Service protecting them. Uh, President Biden had documents in his garage and in a think tank that was funded by the Chinese. I think there's a difference. President Trump was the only guy who was actually are, president. Are, the, I mean, you talk about that. You're worried about the Chinese and, and, and Hunter no, Biden. I'm just saying, are I think you worried a about the Chinese and Donald they Trump? They took pictures. They took pictures of. Are you at all worried about that? No, Jer- I, I'm not. But they took pictures of of the documents at Trump's house. They took no pictures of documents. In fact, it's not just me who would like to know what went on here. Senator Warner said it last I, week. He would like to get a briefing. He wants to see the documents. No, no. And guess what? The FBI the issue, is saying no, but they took pictures the of the folders not whether, in Trump's home. The issue is not whether Joe Bi- what Joe Biden did. Uh, no, the issue, is, the, the issue is equal treatment is under the law. That's the issue. No, the equal issue is treatment you do under not the law. seem to ever see the same conspiratorial problems when it's a Republican. Fuck yeah. I mean, I don't like Chuck Todd, but he's, you know, I mean, that was an easy one, though. That was like a, that was like a layup. He, that was just like sitting out there for him to do. Um, none of this is good. They need to do something about how these classified documents are handled. You should not. You should just shouldn't be able to fucking take them. I don't care who you are. Why the fuck? Why the fuck you get to just take them with you? It all seems really bad. Um, but like, like Chuck Todd was saying there, like Donald Trump, like had a year or more to like comply with the request from the national archives. Didn't do it. And, uh, I don't know. We'll find out more about what was going on with Joe Biden in the documents. The weird thing Jim Jordan said is, oh, they didn't take pictures. I want to see pictures. Like we saw of the Trump documents. They were just pictures of manila envelopes. They didn't have pictures of like classified documents that they released to the public. They had pictures of the envelopes that the documents were in. So, so, okay. Like that's both of these things are bad, but like, like Jim Jordan was like trying to say, oh, well, the secret service was guarding the documents. The fuck? I'm just not buying that. I don't think that's true. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll find out more about both of these cases as time goes on. Um, You know who ain't got no classified documents? Fucking Barack Obama. They didn't take so much as a pen when they left. I guarantee that shit. That motherfucker's squeaky clean. Anyway, we're going to move on to uh, Sore Loser Lake. Um, Here is, well, here's a couple clips of her doing some Sore Loser Lake shit. 
Yeah, that's right. And in Arizona, we we are running out of time. We currently have Katie Hobbs in the governor's office. She is destroying Arizona. What's the latest on your lawsuit, February 1st hearing, and this rally coming up this weekend? Well, thank you for asking, because a lot of the fake news is, is acting like it's over. It's not. Right. Our, our it's over, very honey. strong election it's over, lawsuit sweetie. is moving forward. It's barreling down the tracks. We are in the appellate court. We were trying to get it moved to the Supreme Court, because it will eventually end up there. But the Supreme Court said no. We're, we, we know that the appellate court understands that they're moving this along quickly. And so we are confident that when, when the three judges on the panel hear and look at our evidence and they look at the evidence and they apply the law that there's no other way to rule except in our favor and we're, we're incredibly confident we cannot continue to have elections run they were the way they were they sabotaged election day voting they punished republican voters who they knew would be showing up on election day 75 percent of the people showing up were voting for me and the lines were long this is amazing like fucking people in cities uh mostly in like uh, neighborhoods with people of color have been complaining about long lines at the polling place for fucking decades and all uh, the the fucking the general republican response has been well like show up earlier you know you got to wait in line to vote that's just the way it is some republicans were suggesting that if you're in line and you haven't gotten into the polling place by the time the the like by the cutoff time that you should just have to go home now all of a sudden they're like well people had to wait in line this is a big problem this is a it's interesting. I find this interesting. The uh, ballots were printed. The wrong ballot image was printed on the ballot. That caused tabulators to jam, and they jammed all day. What we've been hearing from Maricopa County officials, election officials, have been, have been lies. They said, oh, we got the problem solved. No, they didn't. 7,000 ballots were being spit out and misread because they were printed wrong, and that was happening every half an hour from the minute the polls opened to the minute they closed and sometimes it was even more being spit out we've got to fix this we cannot continue to have elections run or we will lose uh, actually we are losing any faith in our elections and people will just say i'm not going to vote anymore and that's what they want and so i'm encouraging people to not be discouraged we have an exceptional case and we're going to continue to push it forward and we'll be doing um we're going to get people rallied and excited tomorrow at our rally we're looking forward to it and we're going to explain where our case is because a lot of people haven't been able to get the truth because there's not enough honest journalists out there and that's why we thank uh, the gateway pundit for coming. oh my god it's the gateway pundit well thank you carrie um i will be at your court hearing uh, on the first i will also be at your rally this week and i'll provide some updates thank you for speaking to me if you go search just search uh, on any search engine just type in stupidest man on the internet and you'll get jim hoff to the gateway pundit that will that will be if not the first result it will be many of the results on the front page will be that articles about jim hoff he's been called the stupidest man on the internet for at least a decade and it's it's not wrong like also like how many people when they're doing litigation about their election go out and have a rally to try to like basically try the try the case in the public i think that um the courts are going to think that's bad i think that's going to put a nasty like it's gonna it's not gonna be good for your cause if you're doing that because the everybody involved in the process is going to know you're doing it and so you're you know, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot even just by kind of pissing off the fucking judge before you even get get into the courtroom by doing that. This is a very, this is a very bad strategy. Unless the strategy isn't to overturn the election and just to make sure that she still gets on TV, and so that her grift can continue. Which is, you know, if that's the if that's what she's trying to do, well, she's doing a pretty good job of it, I guess. Although I think maybe by the summer we'll be rid of Carrie Lake. There we there we won't be 
running clips at Carrie Lake, not because they won't, not because I'll decide not to run them, but they they won't be out there. She'll be out of the conversation because everybody will be focused on 2024 by the summer of this year. And she ain't running for shit in 2024. You can fucking mark my word on that. So here, here's a sore loser Lake with Mike Lindell on uh, the Steve Bannon show. Hang on. But if you read these briefings, Carrie Lake, the governorship of Arizona was stolen from you in the people of Arizona, not just MAGA and not just your supporters. That election was stolen. Where is the RNC today at this minute as you go into appellate court? Because this fight's only going to get nastier in Arizona. Sadly, I wish they were sitting here with Mike and I saying this is our number one priority. It is the issue of our moment. And they're not here. Yeah, because you're fucking sitting there with Mike Lindell. And like, say what you want about Republicans. They like to win. And uh, you don't really win by aligning yourself with the fucking cokehead my pillow guy. It's not that <clears throat> it, maybe they may even agree with him. It's just that they don't. They're like, ah, too many people be making fun of Mike Lindell. I think maybe we should, uh, should probably uh, jettison him. And, and the Republican Party is going to jettison her, too. I largely I think they already have because it's not like she has lawyers from the Arizona state GOP in there representing her she she has like personal private attorneys that she's raising money for so it seems to me like the gop crazy as they are have already jettisoned this lady they're like well this is a lost cause they're probably calling her sore loser lake behind her back and here's more of that uh we'll call it an interview that uh she did with uh steve bannon and mike lindell dressed as a fucking lumberjack my number one my plan a is to win our election we have all of the evidence right well you didn't do that ironclad we have the law and we've really painted these judges into a corner they have to look at the evidence and they have to apply the law and if they don't their reputation is gone and so hopefully they do the right thing hopefully they love this country enough and i pray that they will do the right thing but i will do and as i'm working our court case and i know mike is fighting as well i'm also (laughs) going to fight for president donald j trump because i believe we need him back in office uh to save this country I wonder if she's going to try to like put her uh, hat in the hat in the ring to be his running mate if he gets the nomination. I'm not I'm not very confident that Donald Trump will be the nominee. I think we're looking at Ron DeSantis. I think that's more terrifying because he's more effective, better at better at retail politics than uh, Donald Trump is. Uh, I still think Joe Biden can win. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, Joe Biden not going to run. Joe Biden not going to run. It's too late in the game if he's not going to run. Joe Biden's going to run. And um <clears throat> We'll see. We'll see. If Trump and DeSantis end up going to war with each other, it'll split the Republican Party, and then it'll, the, the, the 2024 will be a bloodbath, as long as the Democrats can generally stick together, which we're pretty bad at, honestly. Was it real Will Rogers back in the day said, I'm not part of an organized political party. I am a Democrat. <laughs> and so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. There could be a bunch of infighting inside the Democratic Party, although when there's an incumbent um, I don't think anybody's going to like run against uh, Joe Biden in the primary or at least anybody with any chance of beating him. You know, Bernie is probably probably a little probably done. Bernie's not going to run again. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think like Hillary's not going to run again. You know, who are the like the other like Liz Warren's going to stay out of it. Pete Buttigieg is going to stay out of it. Maybe Andrew Yang will run again. Fuck it. <laughs> Maybe he'll dissolve the forward party, try to do some weird grift where he offers insurance to companies. If AI comes and takes their company, then that won't work. And he'll be like, well, shit, I got to get on the news somehow. So I guess I'm going to run for president again. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. 
Oh, and somebody in chat mentioned Kamala, Kamala Harris. I don't think she's going to, obviously, as the vice president, if Joe Biden chooses to run, she will not um, run against the president. That's, a, that's not going to happen. So we're going to move on now. But are we really moving on? I think we're not moving on. There's fucking more shit about the fucking M&Ms. Well, for most of its history as a company, Mars Inc. was known for making candy, Milky Way, Skittles, Snickers, and most famously M&Ms, which they claim melted in your mouth but not in your hand. But over time, churning out delicious and highly lucrative... Are M&Ms the most famous candy in the Mars lineup? I feel like Snickers. I feel like Snickers is the most famous candy in the, in the Mars lineup. If calorie bombs was not enough for Mars, its executives wanted to be Starbucks. Sure, our product is unhealthy, but we're woke, so please don't notice. So in its ad campaigns, Mars set about making its M&M characters as unattractive as possible because when you're intentionally repulsive, it's clear you've got the right politics. But there's, all, the, all she did was change her shoes. So the green M&M lost her sexy boots, the brown M&M her stiletto heels. The orange M&M, meanwhile, became a poster boy for the mental health crisis and would henceforth, quote, That's so cute. The terrified orange M&M. America badly needs more neurotic candy. Then late last year, Mars went further. The company added obese and distinctly frumpy lesbian M&Ms to promote, quote, feminism and body positivity. None of the purple one's just a peanut M&M. The peanut M&M looks different because there's a fucking peanut in it. Let's, let's look, if you look at those, you're like, what's the difference between these M&Ms? And you go, well, the purple one's obviously a peanut M&M. In other words, explained the Mars Corporation, it's good to be fat. Have some more M&Ms. <laughs> Well, we reported on this at the time and pledged a deeper investigation into it. But before we could complete our investigation... What kind of deeper investigation can you possibly do about the fucking M&M cartoons? Mars announced that it's suspending its ad campaign. A chocolate vendor promoting obesity was just too shameless even by modern standards. But at CNN, they were infuriated by the news. News anchors who have not had a carb since the Bush administration became hysterical as they defended Mars's pro-fatness campaign. CNN political analyst and notably unhappy person Kirsten Powers attacked this show for our, quote, misogynist, anti-trans, fatphobic garbage rhetoric. Congressman Richie Torres of New York did the same. So did Bloomberg and Forbes and the New York Times. And it made you wonder if all these people are secretly being paid to flack for corporate America. Probably not. They just can't stand the idea that candy isn't political. But we're grateful it's not. We'll be right back. Boy, Tucker Carlson sure hasn't made any political points or politicized the M&Ms. I swear to you, though, the purple one was just a peanut M&M. The peanut M&Ms are shaped like an egg because they got a fucking peanut in them. They're shaped like a fucking peanut with chocolate around it because that's what it is. So it, I don't even think it was like, as he called it, an obese M&M or a fat M&M or anything like that. It was just a peanut M&M. My God. Anyway, here's a great clip. Um, we usually don't play anything that's good, <laughs> but we're going to play something kind of good. There is a, there's a school a voucher bill in Iowa that's going to allow more religious schools to prop up. Um, Joe Stutler, who, who I don't know, um, was kind of talking about, he's making a point, I guess, about what happens if you, uh, are going to allow religious schools. Cause if you're going to allow the state to fund religious schools, you're kind of going to have to allow all religions. Good evening. My name is Joe Stutler. I'm a disabled combat veteran who lives in Marion, Iowa. Um, I'm here today. I would generally be opposed to bills like this because there's definitely issues. 
However, watching the, uh, the elections over the past few years, it's clear that Republicans are going to have Iowa stay red for quite a while. So I, you know, I learned years ago, can't beat them, join them. You know, and following you know, some things I learned in Germany, you know, when I was stationed over there, you know, le learning the lessons of the 1930s Europe, probably time to brush off my German, as it were. So having said that, I'm starting Little Devils Academy. Little Devils Academy is going to be a K-12 school aimed at very specific targeted groups, because quite frankly, I want a nice chunk of this grift money too. As long as you guys are gonna be handing out money, why not let a veteran handle it? I'm already in discussions with the Satanic Temple. They're very interested in this bill and in our curriculum. So, you know, this is something that we really need to do. You really need to get this bill passed. You know, you gotta give the devil his due and you gotta give him your tax dollars too. So as long Thank as you're you, going to be handing out money, Thank you, sir. I want a piece of that too. I'm only at a hundred, uh, a minute and 28 seconds. Thank you for interrupting me. So um, basically, long story short, you're going to be handing out money to schools that are run by all kinds of organizations that have all kinds of weird stuff going on. Of course, if you're going to be supporting religious schools, you're supporting the devil. So yeah, got to give the devil his due. Satan wants your money, and I want a piece of this lovely grift action. Thank you, Trump Publicans. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> like I said, we usually don't have any kind of like palate cleanser kind of feel good stories or whatever at the beginning, but you know, we that, that was pretty good. And I didn't know where to put it, so I put it sort of near the beginning. And um, sort of in that same vein, we're talking about education. Um, here's a Ron DeSantis talking about uh, black history and uh, queer theory. Governor, on the AP African American Studies course that was rejected by the state, been a lot of criticism of that move. Uh, people saying, you know, this is exactly what we were fearing with the individual freedom bill. I don't know if you or the commissioner could maybe expand a little bit more about sure, what was I mean, in that course. So. Um, and as you know, uh, in the state of Florida, our education standards not only don't prevent, but they require teaching black history, all the important things that's part of our core curriculum. This was a separate course on top of that for advanced placement credit. And the issue is we have guidelines and standards in Florida. Uh, we want education, not indoctrination. If you fall on the side of indoctrination, we're going to decline. If it's education, then we will do this. So when I heard it, we didn't meet the standards. I figured, yeah, they may be doing this here. It's way more than that. This course on Black history, what are one? Of, what's one of the lessons about queer theory? Now, who would say that an important part of Black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on, that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think, but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. When you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory, uh, you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes. Yep, he's right. No black people throughout the course of history have ever been queer, and they're not inextricably linked in any sort of way. This, this, the struggles that black people and queer people have faced in the United States and other places haven't been similar in any kind of ways. 
absolutely right. <laughs> he was like, oh, we don't like intersectionality. It's like, no shit, dude. Apparently, you don't even fucking want to teach about how fucking different identities might intersect. My God. Here's a... Not to be outdone by Governor Ron DeSantis, here's Fox's The Five, which I thought was a reference to the fact that there's five of them, but no, no, it's actually just because it's on at five o'clock, I guess. They're going to talk about the AP African American Studies course in a, you know, very stupid way. It's a very good course. Mm -hmm. Three quarters of it is very rigorous and very good. And this is very high level stuff. Mm. And then you get to about 1960 in here, and it's all activism. It's all ideology. It's no history. A good course, a chunk of this is really good stuff. Wait, what happened in the 60s? And then it goes into white supremacy, patriarchy, abolish the prisons, overthrow capitalism, queer theory, intersectionality. And you're like, whoa, we were going pretty good here. And then boom, it hits you with all that stuff. And I understand why some African-Americans want to take an African-American history class that's taught through the lens of African-Americans. It's not some white guy telling the history of African-Americans. It's a black professor or whatever that I understand. And that's not the whatever. Now, no one's read this. No one's read the syllabus. Jean-Pierre hasn't read it. This is like the don't say gay bill. Now they're saying this is the you don't say black bill in Florida. So it's just being totally mischaracterized. And we're going to have on the director of the Florida Education Department tonight on primetime to discuss it further. Yo, he just like just straight up like parroted, repeated exactly what Ron DeSantis said. But he added his own flavor. He's like, oh, it all it's all gravy until the 60s, basically until the like the modern era of the civil rights movement. He was all he was like, oh, yeah, abolishing slavery. Probably should have done that, I guess. Uh, getting getting rid of Jim Crow in most places. Probably pretty good. I guess letting black men vote was fine. Then the 60s, excuse me. Nope, nope. Now it's all activism. <sighs> but don't worry. African-American studies might turn your kid into a cat. Here's uh, Moms for Liberty talking about well, the subject matter we were on just, just a bit ago, the, uh, the AP Black History course. This is on uh, the Real American Network. To fight, you know, my parental rights are not being respected. School districts are not listening to us. And, you know, we're a small county in Hill Country, Texas. And I moved here from Harris County in Houston to get away from this stuff. And mm. I come here and it's here. Um, and that we're also fighting the same thing. And I am so thankful that Ron DeSantis is exposing the advanced placement program. The AP program has been woke for a while. There have been concerns with them already. And this agenda is being infiltrated into rural America mm. because that's the only voting block that liberals do not have. Yep, exactly. That's why they want to brainwash them. Like, for instance, I just heard of a girl wanting to be a cat near my hometown in Ohio. And she's like suing her parents and the school so she can be a cat. <laughs> oh this furry shit again they're all they always got to fucking bring this stuff back i i don't whatever he said near his hometown he didn't even kind of tell us anything about where it might be so you, you can't really look up what that guy was saying whatever what i took from that is that uh ap history turned uh, a little girl into a cat that's what i took from that so uh, we're going to move on. 
unfortunately, Tyree Nichols was brutally murdered by the police. Uh, you know, I think that's you know non-controversial. That's what happened. Well, don't worry. Fucking here's Jesse Waters to like say to act like it is controversial. Like that statement is controversial. Like like this wasn't a brutal murder by the police. And uh, you're never going to guess what he thinks might have actually been going on. So we don't know the toxicology report. We don't. Yep, know there we go. Was he uh, was he on the fucking devil's lettuce? On the devil's lettuce. Was he on the fentanyl? Something that they hit him with the pepper spray and it just didn't really affect him. And we don't have an autopsy from the city, an official autopsy. Immediately, you know, I didn't see any any death blows. Maybe it was an acute. Whoa! You didn't see any death blows. I saw that one, and I'm going to try not to be too graphic here, but saw that one where there was a cop off to the side who busts out his baton. The fucking victim is laying on the ground, and the other cops pick that victim up off the ground so that other cop can have like a full wind up and a swing on him with a baton. Um, that might have been a death blow force trauma to the head uh did you see anything that told you that was it no i didn't see anybody you know stomping on the guy's head you know kicking him in the in the face i didn't say any of that no they, they used their batons for that mitigating factor yeah or again it's incredibly hard to watch um not good training what we hold police officers I didn't see any death blows. That's not like beating someone to death. It isn't just one blow. It's fu that's fucking disgusting. They like they beat the man to death. That's his cause of death. Blunt force trauma. That will be his cause of death. I don't care. I don't care how high a motherfucker is. Honestly, I first of all, I have no reason to believe this guy was high at all. But I don't even care how high a motherfucker is. Fuck that shit. He beat somebody to death. He beat somebody to death. Well, we're going to move on to the Fox News uh, talking about riots that basically didn't happen. Here's Tucker Carlson uh, talking about Antifa. Antifa is going to be back in the news for a while, I guess. But first, good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Whatever happened to Antifa? Ever wonder that? The shadowy, heavily armed left-wing militia group, the guys dressed like stormtroopers in black masks. You remember them, of course, well from the summer of 2020. They burned our cities that year. Churches and police stations and courthouses. Now, the Except they the burned they no, the they did not burn down any churches or courthouses. And the killings they committed was to defeat Donald Trump. Make the country so chaotic that voters would want to change. And they were effective in doing that. So effective that Kamala Harris herself raised money to bail them out of jail. In the end, Antifa played a pivotal role in our presidential election that year, more so than any other organized block of voters. Then Wait, what? What the fuck? Antifa, known for their election organizing, played the crucial role in the 2020 election. Act like you know. Then, the moment Joe Biden was inaugurated, Antifa seemed to disappear. Nobody asked any questions about where they went, much less about... They went back to their jobs, like they do all the time. Like, it's not like an... Or uh, these are just the people in these communities. Like, they just went back to what they were doing yesterday. Were, or who was paying them. They'd serve their purpose, and then they left. 
So in retrospect, it's very clear who Antifa was and is. Antifa is the armed instrument of the permanent democratic establishment in Washington. They're what the fuck? Like this, this, this is great though, because they, they're not going to get any of these images they want. The, the one dude, the, the, uh, images of one dude jumping on a cop car in New York City. And that's all they had out of all, out of everything from uh, Friday and yesterday. It's all they had. Ain't, ain't shit like, ain't nobody, nobody did, there wasn't appreciable property damage. Like none of the things that Fox News loves to talk about even happened. And I, shout out to the organizers, I think. The, I think the organizers, <clears throat> organizers of all these protests know that you gotta not have that stuff. I'm ambivalent about it. Like morally and ethically, I'm ambivalent about it. I, you know, you look at, you look at protest movements over the course of history and most of them haven't been like, please, sir, can we have our rights, sir? That, that's not, that's not really how fucking history changes. But, um, seems like the organizers did a really good job. Anyway, here's, um, here's a super cut from Fox News. They were obsessed with the idea that there was going to be massive property damage. Here we go. First of all, uh, I understand people have been gathering so far peacefully, thankfully. What do you see? No violence, Sean, so far tonight, but they have blocked off this interstate. Well, the, the protests here have been rather peaceful, which is a sign of relief for the folks that live in the city. As you can see behind me, uh, the crowd is a little bit growing, but it is still peaceful. I'm sure the somebody dancing. Of this city are happy that it is very peaceful here tonight at this time. So I think that may be a part of the reason why it's peaceful. I had an opportunity to talk to several of the protesters. Now, although everything is very peaceful right now, you know, the tensions are still high and there's still some concern. She's like, I hope this shit cracks off. That's what she's saying. She's like, I hope this shit cracks off. It'll be great for my career. I'm, I'm peaceful as is, so I'm out here doing a peaceful protest and these people are very peaceful, but um, by any means necessary is the quote that I follow. Right now, everything is peaceful, but I can see the police lights uh, directly to the right of me. They are. Oh, well, then things may stop being peaceful because there I saw that you saw them police lights. Are just holding steady so we've got about a mile of open space right now where the protesters are holding firm on this bridge then that's what i hear a lot from the families and the people that are out here that are hoping that the protests stay peaceful i think that's a that's a really great point and one that i keep hearing over and over again here these are peaceful protests sean it's i know it's not even nine o'clock in that city yet but it's at least comforting for now to see that these protests have stayed peaceful despite that horrific video that we that's that's a word there and i'm sure that a lot of folks have been happy to see that the peace that we've experienced here but there is certainly some concern that things could happen after this it is still early in memphis back to you great reporting tonight for all the people that are protesting and protesting peacefully we hope that continues all throughout the night no you don't they would have liked, I feel like Sean Hannity particularly would have liked nothing more than for people to burn that mother down. It would have been so good for his ratings, so good for his fucking, it was would have been good for his brand and his product and the message he's trying to push out there. So uh, again, fucking shout out to the organizers.
Here we go. Here's more of Tucker just giving some uh, astute analysis on anti-fascist act action. Antifa is coordinating riots on both coasts and in between. That would include Seattle and Portland, Oregon and Los Angeles, California, as well as Atlanta, Georgia, New York City, suburban Washington, D.C. Are they? Et cetera, et cetera. Barricades are going up right now in Times Square. The NYPD is worried about attacks on police and potentially public transportation. Are Yo, people take f- the fucking subway to the protest. What are you talking about? There's no, there's no attacks on public transit. He probably thinks turnstile jumping is an attack on public transit. Stronger than their power, declared the Antifa chapter in Frederick, Maryland. Of course, by morning we'll know if that's true, but we already know there's a lie embedded in the claim. Outrage? We get so mad watching CNN that we took to the streets and set police stations on fire or whatever they plan to do. No, that's not what's happening. Antifa is not a bunch of hooligans. These are not idle kids who just appear out of nowhere because they're so mad about what they saw on cable news or read on Twitter. Antifa is a political instrument whose actions shock troops, everybody shock troops to affect a political outcome, period. Antifa does not appear by accident. Antifa appears with a purpose to affect a political outcome every single time. And if there's one criticism of the rest of us watching this at home, it's that we often miss that because every channel is telling us something terrible happened. Here's a video of it. And sometimes the video is terrible. And then they imply that because of this video, the emotions of the people watching just erupt into rage and violence. But that's not what's happening. Antifa is being organized by whom? We don't know. Why don't we know? To do what? We can't say right now. But we know for certain that in cities across the country right now, Antifa is mobilizing to commit violence. This is a political militia. So the question is, who's benefiting from it? Those are the people you ought to be asking questions of. And we're going to have time to do that. Except that none of what he was talking about happened, like not even remotely. There are groups of people who will engage in what they what they themselves believe to be community defense. Uh, usually black people show up in block. Uh, that's where you cover your face. You all dress the same. <clears throat> and that's, you know, clearly being done to uh, avoid being uh, identified so that you can't be targeted afterward. A lot of times those people just show up when the fucking proud boys show up. And um, I don't know where the proud boys at. That's why, that's why, you know, where are the, you know, where are the like right wingers going into the cities to try to start shit? So that's why you're not seeing any anti-fascist action because the right wingers aren't going into the cities to try to start shit. Uh, might they might, might we be having a different conversation next week? Maybe. Uh, but again, shout out to the organizers of these protests. Everything was well organized. So here we go. Here's one more here. Tucker somehow managed to have on a guest with a worse take than uh, Tucker's takes. I don't know. You know, I don't know how you do this or whatever, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes you got to up the ante. I would examine the racial element of this because there is a racial element. And this is a story about young black men and their inability to treat each other in a humane way. Everybody involved in this on the street level was either 24 to 32 years old. Everybody. It was a group of young black men. Five. But fucking most of them were cops. What the fuck? Five on one. Looked like gang violence to me. It yes. Like yes. They're, the black- police departments, big police departments have gangs. 
the unit that went after this guy was called Scorpion something or another. And yeah, that sounds like you don't join the Scorpions if you're not trying to bust some heads, right? Black men do when they're supervised by a single black woman. And that's what they got going on in the Memphis Police Department. They've elected some uh, or put some black woman in charge of the police force. What the fuck? The same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of these cities that are run by single mothers. They're, if the we cities run by single mothers. Oh, my God. Family that leads to disrespect for authority that causes you to resist the police and run from the police and not comply with the police because you resist authority at all this guy got up and ran because they were beating him to death and he thought he could get he thought he might be able to get away that's why this guy got up and ran you would do the same i don't care who you are you would do the exact same thing because there was no male authority in your home let's have that discussion but that's not where they want to take us they no. want to take us down the path of saying you know what this is tucker carlson's fault this is some random white this is donald trump's fault it's not it's the breakdown of family and the buying in to all these left-wing things that have nothing to do with promoting family right but this if i'm not mistaken this guy was headed to his mama's house right that's a uh, that's family he was going to his family's home when this happened there wasn't a breakdown in this family so far as we can tell the breakdown was the fucking same thing that always happens is the fucking police and not one of them motherfuckers on the scene intervened to stop this and so i think that's you know these people are like oh you know most cops are good people and shit well when this stuff happens where the fuck the good cops at How many cops showed up on the scene? Which one of them was the good cop? Or just all the bad cops this time happened to show up? Like every other fucking time they beat somebody to death or shoot somebody 16 times on a traffic stop. It's just that just so happened that the fucking bad cops are the only ones that show up every one of these times. Oh, it's the breakdown of the family. Oh, do the cops come from broken homes? Is that what's going on? Are all the cops from broken homes? Like, I guess, like, let's just not talk about the problem of police gangs and the violence that they're fucking inflicting on their communities. It's it's something else. Always something else. Always something else. Ooh, we're going to move on from this particular subject matter because I am not going to talk about this anymore because I get very angry when I talk about this. We're going to move on to something else that makes me angry, but in a very different way. In South Carolina, people have been organizing to get ranked choice voting for a very long time. Um, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years, right? Long time. Um, just members of the community have been working together, some leadership in the organization, whatever. Well, <clears throat> when it looks like they're about to get it, guess who fucking comes fucking wandering into their fucking little community? Guess who comes wandering into South Carolina? Come in and try to take credit for all of it. Yep, that's right. It's fucking Andrew Yang. Fucking forward party. Some of you may know me as the math guy. <laughs> what is the approval rating for U.S. Congress as we're here together today? 12%. I'm anchoring you low so you know it's low. <laughs> 17 to 22%. 25% on a good day. But that, that this is... That's the approval for Congress. What is the approval rating of your congressperson in your district? That's probably above 50%. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get elected. That's pretty bad. That might even be worse than you thought. 
What is the re-election rate for individual incumbent members of Congress? 85%. Anchoring you high. Person said 85%. It's higher than that. It's 94%. For you sports fans... Yeah, because that's what I just said. Because in their districts, they got elected somehow. That's because they got the most votes. Some, unless there was like massive voter suppression or something, which sometimes happens. And the gerry, and it's gerrymandering, actually, that probably causes this. He's just going out there running his same fucking talking points after all these people did all this organizing. I don't I don't even care if you are personally a fan of ranked choice voting. I like it. I think there's another um, thing called approval voting, which is even better. But here comes the fucking forward party and their fucking whitest Scientology movement. No policy having asses coming in and taking credit for the fucking hard work of others. And in this case, the hard work of a lot of fucking black people. Ooh, I fucking hate these people so much. Jermaine, that's a better win rate than the Jordanaire Chicago Bulls or the Durantaire Golden State Warriors. Those are the numbers for the incumbents. How many of you all work in small businesses or have been an owner-operator like I've been? How many of you owner-operator? This guy was a fucking venture capitalist. Before Forward, he was like doing some weird NFT grift where he ripped off a bunch of artists. Ugh, what do you mean? Get Get out of here. Imagine if four out of five of your customers weren't happy and you changed nothing. What would happen to your business over time? Actually getting 20% of the people in your community to shop at your businesses means your business is fairly successful. American political system in a nutshell right now, where if you get into office in order to get reelected, you don't have to win 51% of the constituents in your district. The only way you can lose is not by losing in a general, but it's by getting primaried from within your party. The reason why you have a 94% re-election rate is that 90% of the districts in this country are drawn to be either blue or red. They're uncompetitive. You know who's gonna win. It's one reason why most people are checked out of politics because they're saying, what's the point? What do I care which Democrat or which Republican represents me? They're all gonna be the same. And so they, they unplug. They disengage. And so if you are in this system, the only interest you have is by keeping the 10 to 12% most extreme voters in your party happy and off your back. That's why you can take someone who's pretty reasonable, put them in the system, and all of a sudden they seem crazy as soon as you put a TV camera on them because they're catering to the most extreme folks in their party. Then you have media organizations separating us into these ideological tribes. They make more money that way. And then you have social media pouring gasoline on the whole thing. What do you all think? Is that a reasonable summary of American politics? Dude, get rid of it. Fuck, fuck Andrew Yang. Ooh, they, he did that shit in Nevada too. They passed ranked choice voting in Nevada and fucking like the last like month before the election, the fucking forward party went in there and started organizing for ranked choice voting. This is what they're going to do. They're going to go around the country because people are generally in favor of ranked choice voting or some kind of other system beyond you can only vote for one past the post, especially when in like open primaries or whatever. People are generally for it. So these this motherfucker is going to go around and take credit for all of it. They ain't doing the work. I'm not doing the work either, but you don't see me running around taking credit for any political movement. So we're going to move on to George Santos. George, at least George Santos isn't running around taking, oh, wait a minute. No, that's not true. Here's a George Santos. I don't know if like the volleyball community has a version of a uh, stolen valor, but I feel like if they do have a version of stolen valor, 
This is what uh, George Santos has been um, accused of doing here. New video tonight of embattled Republican Congressman George Santos under fire for telling a long list of lies to voters, dodging questions from Armanu Raju, specifically refusing to say why, among many other lies, he falsely claimed to be a member of the Baruch College volleyball team. Here's Santos's response. Why did you lie about being no, on a volleyball team? You're lying Why? to the American people. <laughs> when you stop lying in your sad reporting, I'll start talking. So, wait, you actually were on a volleyball team? Is that right? In college, in Baruch College? Really <laughs> Is that true? Oh, they're they're gonna nail this guy, but like the problem is it doesn't matter. He's probably gonna win re-election because the Republican Party is they're they're just gonna run him again in that district. But I mean it it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm glad that we have George Santos to make fun of. Now we got an incident where uh completely by accident, a friend of the show, tiny dancer Ben Shapiro, is going to get something right. Completely by accident and not right in the way that he thinks he's right. Again, a lot of folks have been claiming that this has to do with the prevalence of guns in the United States, but it's hard to make that link considering what's happening in California. And here is the rule. If there is a link that if there is a mass shooting that cannot be explained by white supremacy or white wing rhetoric, it immediately turns into a gun control narrative. We don't bother to look into the motive. We don't bother to look into any other factor. We don't look into mental illness. That's because the media have a stake in the gun control narrative, which is why you have articles like the one from Eugene Robinson over at The Washington Post in response to shootings in California, one of the more gun controlled states in America. Eugene Robinson says the only way to stop senseless mass shootings, you know the answer. The answer, of course, is the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. The common factor always is the gun. There's one way the mass shooting Saturday in Monterey Park, California, could have been prevented. One way that all mass shootings and individual shootings and gun suicides can be prevented. Keep deadly firearms out of the hands of those who would use them to kill. Okay, well, the problem is you don't know who would use them to kill all the time. We all agree. People who are irresponsible with guns, if there were a way to weed them out, no one would want those people to own guns. If there were a way to weed out people who are mentally ill, it would be great to weed out people who are violently mentally ill from owning a gun. However, saying the gun is the major factor in violence is sort of like saying that money is the major factor in, in embezzlement. It is. People embezzle money to get money. What other reason money is the the leading cause of embezzlement <laughs> yes it is a vital tool for achieving the crime but also it happens to be used for a lot of other things that are legal and necessary but the left-wing view always and forever is that if there is an evil person who does something terrible with a gun all the people who are law-abiding have to have their guns removed from them which is exactly what eugene robinson <clears throat> nobody in their right mind thinks we're gonna like remove uh 370 million guns from the united states but also, it's just amazing that he thinks that embezzlement, that, oh, it's not really about the money. The money doesn't really have much to do with embezzlement. I can't believe he just fucking said that. Like, what a dumb fucking thing to say. And this guy, like, prepares his his talking points and stuff before. He's not winging it. Like, I don't really prepare my talking points before this. I kind of know what I'm going to say, you know, about certain issues. You can probably guess what I'm going to say about certain issues if you watched enough of me. But Ben Shapiro prepared that, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get him here. They're having no response to this. I'm going to be like, this is like pretending embezzlement is about the money. <laughs> yes, Ben, financial crimes are generally about the money. That's why people do them, to get the money. What a seriously dumb motherfucker. But again, he was right. He just doesn't know that he was right. While we're on the Daily Wire, 
Here's uh, Michael Knowles uh, of the Daily Wire B team. Um, he's going to you know, make a pretty strong case for uh, actually just doing some book burnings. Speaking of banning things in the classroom, Stephen King, the pop novelist, he uh, just uh, tweeted out, he said, hey kids, it's your old buddy Steve King here telling you that if they ban a book in your school, haul your ASS to the nearest bookstore or library ASAP and find out what they don't want you to read. What they, who are they? I don't know. Is they Like he's literally talking about Ron DeSantis. DeSantis? Yes. Who's they? He sounds like Kanye over here. Who are, who's they though? <laughs> no, but it, it, the, he doesn't sound like Kanye because Stephen King has zero history of anti-Semitism. He's trying to imply that it's the same they that Kanye is talking about. Get the fuck out of here. That's why you're the B team at fucking um, at InfoWars. Who's they? Well, it depends who they is, I guess. Because I know this is a very popular opinion. Is the opinion, don't ban any books. If there is a banned book, we need to go read it immediately. Well, it depends what the book is, and it depends who does the banning. If the banning is being done by bad people who, who are not going to help you become educated, then I guess you should go read the book. If the book is being banned by just and wise and prudent authorities, then maybe don't read the book. Depends what the book is. If the book is Hamlet, then you should go read the book. If the book is gay porn, as is turning up in lots of schools... That's that's not a gay porn is comes to you in video format mostly. Then don't read the book. If it's pornography of any kind, don't read the book. You will not be edified by that. You will not be educated by that. Are you are you talking about kids or adults now? Because adults you could be educated by pornography. You could be like, I never thought to do that. What what is Stephen King suggesting? All books gender queer by Maya Kababi. We should read that. Sure. Maybe, uh, I don't know, Mein Kampf, should my, listen, they don't want to teach you Mein Kampf in schools. You better go out there, you're in sixth grade, you better go read Mein Kampf. Sixth grade may be not appropriate, but maybe by, maybe by freshman or sophomore year in high school, it might be appropriate to read Mein Kampf. Like, if you know the history around it, you can, you can consume that kind of material skeptically. Is that what he's saying? No, I don't think, I mean, even if you're going to read Mein Kampf as a sort of historical. Yes. Uh, study maybe wait until you're i don't know like 16 17 maybe i don't think well we agree then i really think that's appropriate for a child well no i, I don't think so i think there are plenty of books that are a lot of your audience disagrees now you've lost the audience bring up the turner diaries and everybody's gone now child i think uh ulysses by james joyce i don't know do we really that's something we have to read no of course not no no that's like the choice isn't you have to read this or it's banned. There's a lot of books that exist in the in the space between this is assigned material and we have banned this book. It's it's a very shallow and glib and liberal and modern idea that you should never ban or suppress any book. It is it is an idea that is completely out of keeping with the entire Western tradition. Catholics, Protestants, ancients even many secularists, everyone agrees that certain books should not be taught. You see book burning in the Old Testament. Plato argued for the burning of a, a rival's books. But that, that, that was just capitalism, baby. Plato was just like, burn that guy's books. He's selling more books than I am. I often point out on the show, being Catholic, Martin Luther's not like my number one guy, you know? Martin Luther argued to burn 
certain books. But these people, but Martin Luther probably didn't exist. Catholic writers have argued to, the Vatican has a list of banned books. We naturally ha- ban certain books. The liberals ban books. They ban the Bible in classrooms. No, you can bring your Bible to school. You could even read the Bible as part of your course curriculum. You could read parts of the Bible in a comparative religion class or in a history class or in a, in, in a class where it touches on cultural anthropology. This is incorrect. Conservatives used to ban books like uh, gay porn in the classrooms. Everybody recognizes you need, to, in order to be educated, you need certain limits. That's the whole point of education is to tamp down your appetites and to cultivate your rational will and virtue. Yikes. <clears throat> All Stephen King was telling these kids is like, hey, if they don't want you to read a book, you can read the book. And he's right. And like, whatever. Anyway, we got one more. We got a Chaya Raychik. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. She's the lady who runs Libs of TikTok. She is on a podcast called Slightly Offensive with Elijah Schaefer, who's just like a massive piece of shit. I think he got fired from the the blaze for um, being a little little too touchy-feely maybe with some of his coworkers, if I'm not mistaken here. I could be wrong. It could be some other ghoul that did that, but I think it's him. Anyway, she's going to, uh, they're going to talk about dating and um, trans issues. And then we'll go into red light. It's not supposed to be a good thing, right? It's supposed to be hard to be trans mm-hmm. is from what they've told me, but I. Well, I mean, no, wait, it's supposed to be. Oh, God, we're never going to get through this minute and a half, are we? Who knows? I think it's hard looking like that. I think mentally, you gotta battle mentally every day to get out of bed, probably. Don't assume my gender. Do you know, I used to just go to protests and take pictures of these people and put them on the internet on a regular basis. I went to a, someone's like, hey, they're gonna recognize you at this Dallas protest. And I went, no, I'm actually just there to take pictures of morbidly obese, gender confused people. And they said, really? And I said, what the fuck? That's actually what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna post them on Twitter. Um, and because I didn't really have a reason to be there only because I wanted to point out that you don't find a lot of very attractive people that are, um, confused about their gender. There are some trans people though. What do you think about that? About the trans people that are passing though, like trans people that actually, there are some people that do pass. Yeah, there are some. Yeah. Like, what do you think about that? Because that, that's, that's a better argument. I think like if you actually look like the opposite gender and you sound like them sometimes it's hard to tell other times it's just a woman with a penis right yeah i mean it's and what's i think what's concerning is not revealing it and i see so many videos like this where they're like oh i'm not gonna tell my date that i'm really trans and they really do pass and that's like it feels like it should be like illegal or something but no you you hold back all kind of stuff on the first date like imagine imagine thinking that like you that there should be things that you're like legitimately required to tell somebody on a first date let's like let's like you what if what if i think that somebody should be legally required to produce their medical records on a first date to me yeah uh uh, I would, somebody in chat mentioned HIV. I, if somebody was HIV positive, I wouldn't um, expect them to reveal their status to me like at dinner. If we went out to dinner. And I mean, I fucking, I'm not an idiot. I have, I use condoms and shit and I'm on prep. 
but even like no you a first date you're just gonna you're just fucking going and grabbing a drink or something i don't know i'm a bit of a i'm a, I'm a bit easy myself i'll go home with somebody on the first date fuck it but like not everybody does that and it's not like incumbent upon that person to tell me anything really they can tell me whatever they want about themselves people lie on dates all the time should that be illegal People might lie about their occupation, their socioeconomic status, or people might not tell you that they're out of work right now because they don't really want you to know that they're out of work right now. There are all kinds of things you don't fucking tell people on a first date. And that's fine. I don't think we should be arresting people for the things that they choose to withhold on a date, be it the first date or the 10th date, or at any point, actually. you know, The recourse is the other person could think well at this point you should have disclosed this to me so there will be no fourth date and you know that's that is what it is people are free to make those decisions themselves that's not up for me to decide and it certainly shouldn't be illegal to not disclose things that's a that's compelled speech and they they actually have talked a lot about compelled speech over there on the right saying pronouns and shit remember they don't want they don't want compelled speech about pronouns but now maybe Maybe we should do some compelled speech on whether or not you're trans on the first date. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, that was an infuriating place to end what has been an infuriating podcast. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. If you're not already following us on Twitch out there in podcast land, it's twitch.tv slash Media. There's a whole upfront hour. You usually don't get that. This week you did because there's an interview you'll be able to catch on the podcast feed. And you certainly don't get red light. Uh, if you don't want to come over here to Twitch or you don't hang out late at night or you just don't want to hang out with a weird communist in my chat or whatever, I mean, I understand that. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash echoplex, five bucks a month. You get the audio and video capture, and it's honestly higher quality than the uh, than the feed. We record things in higher quality than we broadcast them. Anyway, thanks. Um, and uh, I was just kidding about my chat. I love the people in my chat. This is Boomers by Periscope, and I'll be back in a few minutes with Red Light. We got some weird shit this week on Red Light.
Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.